Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. This week, we thought we'd talk about inspiration. And although I'm fairly sure we've covered inspiration in other conversations that we've had, we went back through all of our episodes right the way back to season one, episode one, and discovered that we haven't actually talked about creative inspiration, where it comes from, where you find it, and all of those things. So that's what we're talking about today. Being a creative podcast, we should have done better, shouldn't we, really? I mean, it could have probably been like the first one, yeah, but we (laughs) obviously did not go. Maybe, I think it might have been one of those ones that's been on the list right since the beginning, and then we've had all these other things to talk about, so we haven't. Absolutely. Well, I mean... There are so many topics, aren't there? As you can there are. tell. <laughs> um, yes, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be with you for some time, guys. Like we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so, where do we start? Ooh, oh, sorry, not yawning at you, not yawning at the inspiration. Just really hard. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, is, is inspiration a, a time? So is that boring? Huh? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just very tired. Um, where where do we start? Do we start with what it is? Do we start with what it is? We know what inspiration is. Do we need to define what inspiration is? I feel like if we start trying to define it, we'll end up in the same We'll just end up debating we it again, won't we? Yeah, okay, let's not do that. Inspiration is whatever you define it to be. Exactly. Um, that, oh, I like that answer. That's good. But, I mean, yeah, I think everyone understands what inspiration is and has their own sort of thoughts and ideas about where it comes from, I suppose. I mean, wh- yeah, where do you, I mean, I where think... do... Where does it come from for you, Carla? Do you have any sort of fixed Everywhere. ideas? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. As it should. Um, I feel like inspiration should come from yes. various places. But it sometimes can come from surprising places. Oh. And sometimes it comes, for me at least, it comes from places that even even after it's happened and I've got the thing and I've completed the thing that the inspiration has led to, I still have no bloody idea where where that came from. Um, which is interesting so sometimes I feel I mean I think actually I did tell you didn't I I have have strong strong thoughts but I don't have the words for the thoughts yet Uh, I don't know if it's quite you know big magic style divine inspiration Mm -hmm. I do think sometimes my brain will take something that I have heard or read or seen or come across or an idea and it will just sit on it for months and months and months and then later when I've forgotten about that very small thing um it will throw it back it's like it percolates and makes it bigger and then it's like oh look at this this is so exciting you should go down this rabbit hole and research this thing and I some do sometimes find myself at 3am you know looking at I don't know how to gilt a mirror um you know how to add gold leaf to a mirror where the fuck did this I don't even have a mirror that's suitable for putting why am I doing this where is it coming from but it usually (laughs) does lead somewhere for me um I mean, I don't write fiction. I'm always fascinated as to... And I'm always very careful, actually, um, not to do anything that could be obviously included in a book and be identifiable as me, because I worry that writers draw their inspiration from the people that they meet. I mean, yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. I do find... I know I personally find when I'm writing stories, especially characters, it's much easier to write a character if it's based on 
either someone you know or someone you're fascinated by and have or you at know, least done... it's got threads threads, threads of those off. people yeah it's not, not same, specifically going to be yeah exactly yeah um, um, i think actually interestingly then because i i think my mate just sorry you asked a question and i've been thinking like percolating a bit while i waffled i think maybe my major source of inspiration is conversations with people mm. not necessarily the people but things that people say that trigger odd other things i think yeah yeah that's interesting um Sorry, I don't mean to overtalk you. I just no, I don't no, know. no. It won't come out. So conversations is, is probably a big one for me. But all, I think an, another really big source of inspiration for me is in the things that I read. Um, yes. Not necessarily fiction. It could well be factual stuff as well. I sometimes pick up. I I collect like news articles that seem really interesting. Um, like I'm trying to hang on. I have an example right here in my little writer's book. Um, about a woman who sees her child self 63 years later. So she actually saw a picture of herself, uh, a, a famous painting, actually, that she was featured in as a child 63 years before um, and then lost contact with... She then ended up in care and lost contact with her family for many years and then later on oh, saw wow, this, okay. this painting of herself. That's and things like cool. that. I think, oh, that's... that's I, I, can't, I, can't, I think it's like, yeah... Like Real sparks, isn't it? Things and... that can spark things. Yeah. Interestingly, you used a word there, which I think again is for me is really key, and I'm hoping for other people. So I'm a bit of a magpie and collecting. Mm-hmm. Collecting is is both how I preserve um, information and inspiration and things that might lead to things and things that I want to know and things that I research. Absolutely. Yeah. But collecting is also for me part of the inspiration process. So if I'm feeling a bit well. We'll talk about this when we get to creative blocks in another episode. The next mm-hmm. episode. Actually, we might have to we have to run these back to back as well, won't we? We probably will do. We're recording yes. them back to back, but yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, part of the creative process, um, part of so it's not like I go out looking for inspiration, but part of my inspiration journey is often I will go and I will look for sea glass and I will look for sometimes I will just go for a walk and see what I want to collect. Um and I'm I'm talking physical collections and things occur to me in there. Um, in that space not necessarily to do with what I'm collecting so obviously my my obvious things at the moment are sea glass and feathers but that doesn't necessarily mean that the inspiration I'm drawing while I'm collecting those things relates to what I'm going to do with those things it could be completely different it could be to do with a new course I'm releasing or a do you see what I mean it just I think this this for me something about collecting and organizing my collections and cataloging 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 oh, yeah cataloging. or i say collecting but then yeah. you, well i i said to someone i use cataloging very specifically because of my librarian background and i catalog my inspiration as in i will make lists and i will you know mark them and i will number them and people are like, but then it's not inspiration i'm like yes it is it was inspiration yeah. and now i have it so i can find it again and that's absolutely really important to me that's and actually very sensible because i don't have a system and it all just gets dumped into in fact i, I wouldn't even like to say i'm that organized i have a notebook here next to my desk where I sometimes write things down, thoughts, ideas, little scribbles. I've got uh, a Google Doc that I throw things into that I copy and paste stuff into. I've got a folder that I might dump screenshots into. Um, a lot of mine is digital, actually. I don't physically mm. collect a lot of inspiration, I find. I find I, I pick up a lot of digital stuff. Um, in fact, I I'm, wish I picked up more digital stuff. My house is suffering from my ability I mean, to collect stuff. But you should but... also see the state of my folders because it's a freaking mess in, inside my yeah. Google Drive. I mean, mine, but... so actually, in all fairness, I'm not as organised as I sound to begin with. But when I then go to 
when it strikes you know when people say when inspiration strikes for me that's often that I've already had the inspiration and I've thrown it in a folder or in a mm. notebook or in a and then I will go and sort it out and for me that's when it starts to kind of yeah. fizz and do its thing this is kind of you got, yeah kind of give me some mic because there was a thing you said I'm just going to go back to a thing you mm. just said where you talked about how you don't actively look for inspiration and I find that quite interesting because I feel like I do um in that I I am always looking out for ideas mm. thoughts oh but then you see that's really interesting because uh, semantics again I love how similar and how different we are mm. um, and I love how everything we talk about on here often pulls that like really shows that yes. um you are always looking out for I don't need to look out because my fucking brain does it anyway it catalogues it anyway I notice <laughs> stuff and I catalog stuff anyway and it goes in my brain and often like three weeks later I'll be like oh yeah I saw that thing and someone will be like oh I didn't think you even looked at that I'm like oh yeah no no I read it and I can tell you about it, it's I've got this weird photographic memory that just all my life is just ah yeah that's it you have the so I don't as long as I, I have at some point cast my eyes past it it's probably in there somewhere and I think that's maybe Wish. why I'm so obsessed with cataloging my inspiration because I don't even know what's in there half the time so I have to like filter yeah. through it and sift it and see what's there so I'm, but if i go actively looking i feel like i would be overwhelmed which is interesting mm, that's true but when you say actively looking do you do you ever go on a journey and i do mean like a digital journey as well potentially because i spend a lot of time down internet rabbit holes yes do you go is it like an active i would like to find some inspiration so i am going to go and i'm going to start by doing x thing or is it more that just as you're going about your daily life you are just keeping an eye out for anything that goes uh, it's it's a mix of both of those things, actually. Okay. I mean, obviously, if I'm here at home, I'm not necessarily, you know, looking for active, actively looking for inspiration outside because I'm here at home. What? You mean you're not you're not inspired by the gorgeousness of Louis and Lola just looking, you know, you're just <laughs> overwhelmed course. by them as music However, or something? I feel like there's probably only so many stories I can write about my cats. So, <laughs> fair, fair. but um, I mean, obviously, yeah. I, I mean, I will I will spend time actively. Uh, yeah getting actively throwing myself into a internet rabbit hole so how do you start where do you because I often find myself down rabbit holes I rarely know where at the moment I'm aware that um canal boats camper vans and um cat trees are the things I've been because oh, those are things I'm currently working the on the house there, I like that <laughs> yeah well because I want like a narrow boat and I can't afford one I want a camper van and I can't afford one so I'm turning my spare room into a cross between the two which means I want bedding and um stuff that yeah but I can't have too much stuff because it is literally the smallest room in the house. It's also my library and it's full. So I'm doing things like where there's a sheet over the sofa. It's like, what can, can I find a printed sheet that evokes a canal? So I'm look, I've gone looking for visual inspiration for specific things. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I, I don't, I often find myself three hours later and I've got this like ream of notes that I've written and I, loads of stuff whizzing out the printer and I've got no idea where I started. So what do you start? How do you start with? Where do you go to? Obviously that might be a bit specific, like, too vague too specific because it depends what you're looking for inspiration for it does yeah i don't know i'm really curious about this process i feel like uh, it it does very much depend on uh, you know what's running through my head that day um it's i'm I'm kind of i mean i'm looking at this from the perspective of not just writing for myself you know writing fiction or taking photographs or whatever i'm also thinking about it from my business point of view as well Mm -hmm. because inspiration i need inspiration to be able to write for clients to be able to take their, their photographs as well oh so then oh. i have a question that needs to go in there before you okay. say any more oh. is an inspiration dive rabbit hole different from a research rabbit hole oh sorry i don't mean to interrupt but that felt like it needed to fit in there because i also draw inspiration for business and stuff but wait like is, how, is there a oh, 
I I feel to, my immediate gut reaction is to say mm, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's reaction helpful. Sarah that is, a, that is splinters in your ass from sitting on the fence car reaction that one <laughs> I feel like I, I mean I'm leaning more towards no it's no okay. is de- definitely the stronger feeling there because it, for in, inspiration and research I feel like re- research can be more methodical at times because mm-hmm. you might have a, a list of specific things you really need to research so it's like oh, I need to mm-hmm. research this let's get some information mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. so there is that that's probably where they differ whereas inspiration is much more it feels much more fluid and much more oh well mm. this is a nice idea but let's see what this little tangent takes me but then actually to. yeah you're, i was gonna say so when you're doing the research you might then get inspired you might find inspiration along the way mm-hmm. but equally if you've had some inspiration that then might trigger you to do some research to go deeper so yeah maybe they're just linked sorry the, it just popped into my head and i had to yeah ask. and the way i would definitely say the two of those very much differ for me is uh in timing and uh, okay research i will set a time limit on it because it is usually for a client so it's a okay. fixed time you, you know i'm allowed to no fall down, i'm allowed to fall down the warren for this amount of time but then for a I specific amount and, of time yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 whereas yeah, whereas inspiration can be very much i mean i you know I'll, sometimes i'll get inspired by um if i go looking for a particular photograph in my thing and then obviously i start in my archive and i start looking at all these other beautiful photographs um and i think oh oh that reminds me of this thing so then i go off and explore something you know it's that's it feels a lot more free and fluid and yes probably less structured i guess yeah, much less so, structured yeah, 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 yeah definitely that because because that that's where sense. the fun comes in and that's where the inspiration yeah. comes from i suppose um, yeah it's and like, the freedom um, to follow follow all the little tangents down where they where they lead i suppose and yeah, the it's, yeah it's like the one of the things i kind of think of there actually is how people talk about um they'll be they'll get inspired at moments that they least expect. For example, like when they're in the shower or washing their hair or washing the dishes or, mm-hmm. you know, doing oh, those God, kind yeah. of... Driving those... and in the bloody shower are my two, oh, there you go. Yes. And I, I think don't... it's because your brain is engaged or something is engaged doing something else. So another bit of your brain goes, oh, ping. And the car is fine because I have a dictaphone and I have Alexa. Um <laughs> the, the shower is less fine because I have neither of those things and I can't write in the shower. So that, yeah, that's fun. But yeah, yeah, see, I've never understood the shower one at all because I'm, I'm so focused on having the shower and getting the hell out of there because I hate having uh, but to spend water. Lots of time. But water is often where I will go. Uh, so if yes, I am going to go for inspiration, is, yeah. water will be uh, by water, in water, on water, around water. So maybe that's for me, that's why the shower and the bath does it. I think. Mm, maybe um, for me, it's usually just before I'm about to go to sleep. It is usually oh, useful. in those moments. Useful. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Do you keep a notebook by your bed to keep hold of that in case it strikes? That's I good. do. I mean, um, that, that, that's I, I wake up in the morning and sometimes read it and think, what the hell were you thinking, Sarah? But, you know. I'm actually <laughs> impressed you can read your notes because I tried doing that for a while um, because I had, I went through, I mean, I had some terrible sleep issues, which I won't go into because it's not very related and it's not very exciting. But um, I had quite a long period of that kind of in-between sleep and you're not quite asleep you're not quite awake that kind of um, in, in between space and I kept a notebook by the side of my bed because I often did have great ideas then the downside being that I was like close enough to sleep that I picked up what I thought was very well written and I couldn't bloody read my writing it was like scribbles like a four-year-old <laughs> in fact a four-year-old would have been more able to you would have been able to understand it better so um mm, that's really interesting do you find it wakes you up 
like do you find you have to be drifting off and then you have to wake up to write yes. it down and then you're kind of you can't sleep again or or do you then go off I, on a i can usually fall asleep after i've written it down if it stays okay because okay, you've got to take it out of your head yeah. yeah yeah if it stays in my head then i either struggle to sleep or i fall asleep have lots of weird and wonderful dreams and wake up in the morning and it's gone whatever it was oh. um it's very it's very rare that I will have this thought and think to myself, oh, I'll get it in the morning and it'll still be there. Occasionally, um, when it is still there in the morning, I think, ah, oh, I need to pay attention to this because this is, hasn't gone away. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, it's like it's, it's literally sat there shouting at you until you it do has something. The whole it? night long. Yes, absolutely. It's a little bit like... Doesn't um, sound very restful. Sounds quite <laughs> not stressful. not very restful, no. <laughs> it, but it's, it, and it also probably sounds far less romantic than how... Um, uh, uh, Elizabeth Liz Gilbert, Gilbert explains it, you know, with the the horses racing across the field, which I love that whole analogy. I do. I mean, for me, it's more like fucking rhinos stamping on my head. But see, yeah. for me, in, this is interesting actually. So for me, interest, inspiration can sometimes be really quite. In fact, actually, most of the time, it it doesn't shout at me. It's usually quite subdued. Um, That's it's, interesting. It's usually like little. It's it's I describe it probably more as like background noise and and if I'm not and, and I'm very good at tuning out background noise which is something I've had to learn not to do if I want to pay attention to things um, hmm. but it's it's not it doesn't necessarily be it's not necessarily a shout in your face kind of oh you must this is an idea you 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 must pay attention you know to I think the reason mine feels like the rhino is jumping on my head is because my brain is just constantly whirring, constantly noticing, constantly picking mm-hmm. stuff up, constantly thinking. About it. Like honestly, I swear to God, there's like another little brain in there that does its own thing that's got absolutely no, no relation to me at all, no, no control coming from me. Um, and I've always been like that. I've got no idea what it's like not to be. Um, I actually had a really interesting conversation with my best friends recently. She's known me since I was three. And she said she was trying to explain to her husband about how fast I read. And I think this is relevant in terms of trying to explain what my brain is doing all the time. And I said, but you read really quickly as well. And she was like, yeah, Carla, but watching you is like watching, like you just watch the pages turn. She said, I cannot believe And she said, and then I, I used to quiz you and you would know where, you'd know what had happened. You'd know roughly where in the book it was. You were definitely not skim reading. You were reading the sodding book. You were just reading it like three or four or five times as fast as anyone else could. And I was like... I think my brain just does that all the sodding time and so i think for me where you say you tune out background noise and you need to listen to the background noise my background noise is always quite and so it's not so much that i tune it out as i just ignore it completely until a bit of it hops up and well, bashes yeah. on my head with a hammer Absolutely. to say hey look you need to take notice of me now and that's that's a really interesting visual for me like just to think about i haven't ever really thought about this stuff to be honest i think i've taken it actually a little bit for granted that i always have ideas yes. and i even when I burn out, I think, and again, we'll probably come to this in the, in the other episode, but even when I'm in full burnout and I'm stressed and even when I was bereaved, I still had ideas. I just lacked the energy and the See, drive that, to act on the ideas. So the ideas I have not been an issue for me and I'd be terrified if I lost them. But I don't know how not to have them. They're just there. It's also very frustrating because sometimes I want to work on something I'm already doing. I don't want any more fucking inspiration. I want to do this thing. And my brain's going, but look, look at this thing. You could do the thing. And it's quite So stressful. I feel like I'm starting to pick out here. I feel like there might be a difference here in that your inspiration seems to be quite internal a lot of the time as well. Like you get all of these, where you talk about having ideas all of the time. Hold on. Let me, hear me out. Because I... I would say there are times when I will go for a long, long time and I've not had a single idea. 
um, which makes me sad. I don't like it. <laughs> However, that makes me feel a little bit funny inside. I yeah, I don't like it either. Believe me. Mm. Um, but I and I wish I was one of these person people who had ideas all of the time. But it just it's not a thing for me. Sometimes I will go on for a long, long time and think, oh, I've not had a single idea for a long, long, long time. But I get my ideas very much from external, um, in uh, external inspiration. So yeah, so from things like looking at st uh, stories and articles online and um you know hearing other people's stories hearing conversations in the street um, which i would i would classify all of that every in fact one of the things one of the points i was going to say further down the line is that it doesn't have to be related to the thing that you're creating but filling the well yes input having enough mm -hmm. input and and that's the thing i feel like i'm i'm always i'm very much seeking a, input seeking input yeah exactly that's yeah so i feel like that's why i'm always actively searching for inspiration because i need it from outside influences mm. if that makes sense you see that's interesting because i don't think mine is internal in the sense that it comes from inside me and there's no i think it's more that i think it's like you said though it comes you externally and but it doesn't process it, it processes later yes. and then it, it yeah, like bubbles yeah. up further down the list it's almost like i'm filling i'm filling my well mm -hmm. and then i go to like the creature in the fucking depths of the well and pull that up instead of the stuff yeah. I've just seen. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I've never really analysed this in in any. I kind also of depth. feel I like just... maybe as well. Um, you've probably got a better memory than I have. You know, not yes. maybe not necessarily actively, but um, you know. You... I, don't, I think it's different. So I don't know very much about memory, but yes, I would say not in an up myself way, but like my memory is amazing. Not always in the ways I want it to be. Can't always remember words. Mm -hmm. um, can't always remember basic shit like what I've had for breakfast or my own phone number, but yeah. can recall quite a lot of stuff about quite a lot of useful stuff. And yeah, exactly. Stuff. Whereas trivia, I, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I really struggle with stuff like that. It's um, okay. You know, if someone asks me, you know, if I if I say, oh, I I I saw or I read this thing, and I start to talk about it, I a can't can barely remember most of the facts about what I've read or heard or seen. Couldn't tell you where it came from at all. Um, okay. So the the because that's something I, for or me. Maybe it's I've, maybe it's not necessarily memory. Maybe it's recall. Maybe recall. my recall isn't as very well, good. I think but I also think. I... Sorry, I was just going to no, talking no. even further back. Like my own personal memories. You know, we you know when people talk about what's your earliest memory. I couldn't tell. I don't you, have you any know. of that. I don't. Well, oh, you don't have I, okay. I don't have any of that. I, I have. Um, yeah, well, this is why I find memory really fascinating. So in terms of recall, um, I have. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. Hang on, because <laughs> you just said memories. It's just a... let me go back to memories. So in terms of um, yeah, earliest memories and stuff, I have a really good memory, and there are certain things that I I, I remember so well that I it's like being there. I can take myself mm -hmm. back there. Yeah. And then I I remember um, upsetting <laughs> at least one boyfriend and at least three friends so far in my life when they've said um, to me, "Oh, and you remember that really cool like." experience thing concert gig whatever thing thing that we've done together it, obviously it varies across the, the different people there's four four people where this stands out i'm really sorry if any of you are listening i promise it's not personal um and they have gone oh, and it was just amazing and it was just the best thing and i just it was so lovely and i'm so glad i got to do that with you and i've just looked at them blankly because i just don't have i, I know I that i've this. done it i know that i've done it like i I, I know in the sense that I can pull up like an email confirmation of the ticket or I know that I've been there, it's in my diary, but I don't have... And I know, say, things like, I know that we got on the train and we went to Wembley, for example, but bugger me if I can remember any of the detail of the rest of it is just not there. 
and that upsets people who do remember it because they think that I don't value it and it's not that I don't value it it's just that my brain does not recall doesn't yeah, it doesn't no, store actually, certain is, things this is something that I struggle with actually just sorry, but I'm starting to think no 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 but I, I'm starting to think that might be a neurodiversity thing because um all of those people I obviously at the time I assumed I was also uh, neurotypical um those four people I am almost certain obviously I can't fucking diagnose from but in terms of what I've learned about neurodiversity I would say that all of them are not neurodiverse Mm -hmm. and so I wonder if memory does work slightly differently because of the overload because of the the insane amount of information for me at least that my brain is processing all the time it just can't and it's not that it doesn't value that stuff it I don't have a lot of control over what it stores and what it doesn't Mm. But yeah, it's interesting though that that's the same for us, even though. And the earliest memory thing does my head in. Like, oh, what's your earliest memory? I fucking know. I was three no or two yeah. or what? I had no idea. No idea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, none whatsoever. But actually, um, that where you talked about where people will say, do you remember when, blah, blah, blah. And I have no recollection of it. And I feel really bad because yeah, I know yeah. it happened, but I just don't have the. And it's oh, not. Some, and then they're like, oh, you're not I emotional about even, it. I'm like, mm. Sometimes I don't even know that it happened. I'll be like, did we? Did we go there? I don't remember doing that. You know, and it is yeah. it is like yeah. a whole it's really weird, isn't vacant it? Like a blank. spot. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But I've, I've just to kind of bring this back to inspiration, because obviously this is the topic mm. we're talking about today. I, I but do this is, you know, like... we're saying inspiration in conversations. This has sent, this is going to send me down a rabbit hole later. So we are having, <laughs> we are demonstrating having inspiration in conversations. But yeah, sorry, Absolutely. carry on. Absolutely. Yeah, I do feel like it, that it, I mean, I feel like it does relate, actually, because I, I, it seems to me, perhaps, like, you know, how we deal with our memories and um, and our recall is actually maybe kind of explains a little bit about how we, in you know, how we find inspiration, become inspired. Um, you, you talked about some, um, uh, you, you wrote a little note on our, li- on our, uh, on our notes here, Carla, about sketchbooks. I did. So, talk a bit, little bit about this? Well, I think... This is something, so I have filmed the course and you have done some of the course. I so have. it's a, a, a wonderful artist friend of mine who is in the same studios as um, me and she's called Juliet Lockhart. I will post a link, hopefully by the time we put this live, the course will yes, actually course be, be alive, ready yes. to buy. Um, but she, so she's been an artist all her life and she has been teaching for quite a lot of that time, teaching art um to people and doing workshops and she wanted to move it online and of course we had this conversation she said oh but you know i I know what to teach but i don't know how to put it online and i was like that's the stuff i do really well there's systems and you can use this and i could film this and so we 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 brought ourselves like we've it's been a real um labor of love collaboration for both of us but the thing that i i knew i was going to learn about video and i knew i was going to learn about a whole load of other stuff and i knew i would find some inspiration because i love her work what i didn't know is that it was going to open up sketchbooks because there is a section in the course where she talks about sketchbooks. So the whole course is, is about um, kind of binding, uh, so creating, binding, and then filling your own personal sketchbook. Uh-huh. And I've always loved the idea of sketchbooks, but I had some quite um, inflexible, should we say, say art fixed teachers? ideas, yeah. No, art <laughs> teachers in my time, oh, like quite okay. inflexible people who, if you couldn't draw, you were shit at art. And then yeah. we had one who was like, well, you can try sculpting. And they made us sculpt a head of someone famous. It was, okay. not, a, it was not a success. Um, and so we... I, I just didn't know that sketchbooks were for creative people, not just traditional artists. Mm. And But I've always done... I've always collected folders of things. I've always collected things. Like, I am, I am a collector. I'm a real magpie. I collect things and I catalogue things. And, I, and then... Juliet, there's a section where she opens her own sketchbooks, which I think is actually very vulnerable, very, like, I'm not sure 
for me that's like opening my diaries to somebody i write the yeah. bloody things but i edit what i put on like i what i blog and what i write in my diary are different um and she opens her sketchbooks and she flicks through so that you can see what a sketchbook looks like and some of them are altered books and some of them have photographs and some of them have just writing and some of them do have sketches because she's a very talented artist but although she says you know it's not drawing drawing on command is not a thing you know it's she's she's a different uh, different kind of artist and literally as a direct result of one of the filming sessions we did i went home via the range and i bought myself a sketchbook and a set of um pastels and i have been sketchbooking ever since scrapbook i've always done like bits of scrapbooking but i've never put my own it's always been like you know when you can buy things to put in yeah. but i'm now using I, I will write i will use stickers i will print things i'll put photos in i'll collage around stuff i'll tear things out of things i'm just a lot braver at putting like capturing my thoughts in and that i suppose is art of a of a kind in itself absolutely but what i found really magical is that <laughs> because i literally can't help myself with the cataloging front I now have for each... So we talked about creative projects, didn't we, in a previous episode? Mm. Or a coming episode, depending on when this one goes out. Um, <laughs> I now have a sketchbook for each project. And that's the best thing, because it means when the inspiration comes and hits me over the head, or even when I just have like a tiny bit of inspiration, it strikes. Or I've gone out looking for something and another bit... Because often I will go and look for... I don't know, I'll go and... What I want is to calm myself down and inspiration will pop up. So it's not like I go looking for inspiration, but I might go looking for something and it hops in. I can pick up that sketchbook and I can catch it all in one place so I don't have to sift through it and it's just the best feeling and it makes my cataloguing little heart very happy. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was the answer you wanted about sketchbooks, but that was my musings about sketchbooks. It is, I, I can't believe it took me until the age of 34, 5, to realise that a sketchbook can be anything you want it to be. Well, okay, 41, lovey, so don't feel too bad about yourself, but... Um, I, for me, it's I mean, because obviously I uh, I was very fortunate enough to be one of the beta testers for uh, Juliet's course. I haven't finished it yet. I'm waiting for it to come back live so I can dig back into it. But um, it's I for me it became yeah I I would say I I definitely I feared the sketchbook because I can't draw, um, and I don't say that as a oh you know you know trying to get um, people to say oh yes of course you can you know i i literally i cannot draw i know this is i, I mean i can draw myself. stick people yes i can draw stick people that yeah, I, it's yeah. not i can't if i put a pen to paper things come out but they don't yeah. look like i want them I, to look i can't in a drawing draw kind of with way. any kind yeah. of talent and i don't particularly yeah. enjoy drawing i don't i don't derive any pleasure from it because it's something no. I, I struggle to do mm-hmm. however yeah this the, so when i kind of dug into this and realized it was about the, the, a, you know centered around this idea of a sketchbook and I was actually quite, I was a little nervous about it because mm. I, I thought, well, I, you know, how can I do something like that when I haven't got, I'm, I wouldn't say an artistic bone in my body. That's not correct. I haven't got a, from the, from the perspective of draw, a drawing body. bone in my body. Yes, exactly. But what she teaches in that is that actually it's a, it's a much more freeing experience, isn't it? It's, um, mm. it's, it's much more about, about just, yeah, just freely doing things on a page that kind of feel natural and just wherever they come from you know it could be collecting leaves and things that you find out and about and doing rubbings or you know actually using the leaf itself well actually it's interesting you say like leaves and rubbings because one i think when i was a child I did used to put things in. We didn't call them sketchbooks, we called them scrapbooks. But I had We did, endless. yes. I remember Mainly, I, I think, because those. my poor parents, once they realised I was a bloody magpie, needed to 
corral the stuff Keep in one somewhere. place. Yes. They were like, here yeah. is your sketchbook that you can put all of your collecting things in. So I had this series of, of books, oh, not sketchbooks, obviously, the scrapbooks. So I used to stick things, cut and glue things in. I used to spend hours. I'd, I'd collect stamps, pretty stamps off of letters, and I'd stick those in, and all sorts of lovely, just things that caught my eye. Mm. Um, I don't know when that stopped, but then there was this this long this long period of time where I didn't. And um, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, it, it's very freeing. Um, yes. And for me, to realise that a sketchbook could be pages of writing was amazing. Yeah, Because exactly. that's often how I think, that's often how I catch, even if it's a visual thought, weirdly, I often catch it in words and I describe how I want it to look before I then go off and create the photo or the scrapbook page or whatever it is I'm going to create. Yeah. Um, and that I would say, or even with the, to be honest with you, a lot of this, <laughs> looking at home decor, which I know is not a... Um, it's not my art or it's not my kind of profession definitely is not going to be my profession I'm not going to be an interior designer anytime soon <laughs> but creating my rooms which are sort of loosely themed not themed in a weird way but just to kind of catch all the things that, that I want to have in them I've gone to look for stuff and I found beautiful pictures and a couple of times I've printed pictures or put them on Pinterest but mostly I have then gone and written in my my book I've got a project book just for the house stuff um that what I want to get and what it looks like and the kind of colours that I'm thinking of and that so so clearly I'm processing through writing and I just oh, I don't know it's just magical to me that that's it's, it's given me another way to catalogue my inspiration and it's making me very happy I mean I often have a physical bookshelf of it rather than oh my just goodness yeah, scraps absolutely. of stuff everywhere yeah it's yeah. amazing so, I think um, for me as well it's a bit of, it is it's almost a, a, again comes back to it's a bit of a meditative experience for me as well because yeah. Um, it's I don't have to necessarily think while I'm doing it. It's much more about just experiencing and letting, experiencing and processing, isn't it? Yeah, letting things to, yeah, flow yeah, through yeah, you, which kind of brings actually that's a little bit I think like how um, uh, Emma Locke talked about her, you know, how she does how she, how she paints her beautiful, you know, work. It's uh, yes, as she kind of goes into that kind of trance state and then just. It comes out doesn't and it? feels, yeah, feels, feels. yeah, exactly. Mm. It's, yeah, so that's. I feel like that gives me that freedom to do that. Whereas with writing, there is a bit more thought to it because you have to kind of decipher which words you want to mm. to use, and you know, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting. One. I knew this one was going to be a meandering episode, but I, I didn't know how much I've got. What Seracle's brain? Other Seracle's brain fireworks. Um, <laughs> and I'm very excited. Um, the one thing I would just like to. I know we're kind of drawing towards the end, but something mm. I would like to um kind of throw into the ring for us to talk about um, because it's something I used to worry about a lot is plagiarism, accidental plagiarism, so obviously I would yes. never actively copy something um, but <laughs> I have had people copy me which has not been, in some cases is not a disaster in some cases it's been really annoying I've, yeah. but one of the things that I've worried about in terms of inspiration, where is the line between inspiration and imitation Oh. And for me, the reason that I used to worry about it so much is I know that I wouldn't consci- I would never consciously copy, partly because I want to be more original. I wanted to have my own. Ta- I know nothing is truly original, but you know, I want to have my own take on things. I want. I don't want to copy someone else's. I want to be my own thing in the world. But because I've always been aware, even before I had the language for, it, I've always been aware that my brain takes stuff and then throws it back at me later on. And I don't always know the source. I don't. Mm. I don't even always recognise that it's coming from a source. I think it's so. Like there's a random, that fear that you are imitating. Or I'll be somebody, like triggered yeah. again by something. No, I don't mean triggered in a emotional way but like something will trigger something in my brain and I'll go oh that's really exciting and I'll go down mm-hmm. a thing and sometimes it might be months later before I realise that the, the initial thing was not that thing that made me go to, it, there was something else before that or a dream or a and my dreams are like another whole another whole conversation of where my brain goes with that um, and so I was always worried about accidentally plagiarising because I don't 
know what my brain is picking up and I have no way of recording what my brain is picking up and I mm. never have. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that into the ring because I think it is important when talking about inspiration to also talk about imitation and, and where... Yeah, and I don't I... know if you have thoughts on that because I, I'm a bit like, oh, I just try really hard not to, but I... Yeah, and I think that's all it can come down to, but... I mean, you've picked a really big bit to add on to the end of I our know, uh, podcast. But <laughs> well, so one of the things that immediately sprung to mind was a few years back, there was a there was a case um, where someone took somebody to court because they had produced an image of a red bus driving over the the, uh, the is it London Bridge in front of where mm -hmm. the um, where Big Ben is. So oh, they, yeah, yeah. they took a picture of this double decker typical London bus in front of Big Ben. Um, and then they'd obviously printed it and they'd sold it as a as a as an image. However, someone then came along and sued this person because they said that this person had 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 directly copied their image that they'd created however many months years before. But a London bus tower bridge and Big Ben probably like fifty exactly. to one hundred and fifty times a day come into yep. that. I'm trying to remember what the outcome was actually, whether they oh, actually really whether they whether they lost or or won, or but won. Um, there, it was a whole thing about intellectual copyright and mm. this idea that you know no idea is unique, no idea is original. There is no such thing as an original idea. Um, that we're all inspired by things that we see and that are around us on a daily basis. Um, but my. I mean, when when you then looked at the two images, well, this is where I'm kind of going. Where I when you looked at the two images side by side, yes, at its heart, it was two red buses in front of Big Ben from the same ish angle. However, there were two different images. That, you know, yeah, they were the same but different because it was two different people who took them, and you could see the differences. You know, you could see the way it had been edited. It was a different time of day. There was different things going on on the street. It's you know, a different fucking bus. Like, yeah, oh yeah, wasn't exactly. the same bus, so, yeah, was it? Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. so there no, were no, these differences there, but obviously that was it was quite a contrast because it was a very similar image. But I, I, I think it does come back down to you try not to copy, obviously, mm. especially. I, I would say there's a difference between inadvertently copying and knowingly copying somebody. Um, yes, and I know. I mean, I know at least one person who has had an issue where they found um, all of their words on somebody else's website yes yeah and it, literally word for word that's yeah, not even subtle that's 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 definitely not oh i actually think we know something similar the same person it's the same mm -hmm. person um but yeah that that definitely is a case of yeah someone that's, seen your that's stuff blatant, and, and too lazy that, and, to be, yeah. and i think but i think actually the reason i wanted to bring it up was more to say don't not look for inspiration something that i've done in the past is is not listen to my inspiration or not seen not not appreciated my inspiration because i was so scared of copying by accident mm -hmm. um or not gone to see things that i knew would be inspiring so when i say i don't go seeking i will do things like i booked to go and see um like the winnie the pooh exhibition and the alice in wonderland exhibitions at the vna because i knew that those would be inspiring on like all kinds of different levels so not just for art but for not just for work but for loads of different stuff mm -hmm. um so i do in that sense i do go looking for inspiration but for a long time i wouldn't do that because i was so scared of seeing something finding it really inspiring and then accidentally producing the same thing which i now know is probably not that likely but it was a fear so what mm -hmm. i really wanted to do i think was to see your thoughts on it that's really interesting because i've not heard of that case so i'm gonna have to go and see that and then to say yeah. to you if you're listening um so sorry that was aimed at sarah if you are listening to say essentially don't don't ignore your inspiration because you're scared of being 
a, a, pla- a plagiarist? Is that a word? I was going to go with copycat, but you know, that's Copycat, fine. that'll do, <laughs> let's go with that. Um, it's because I've got plagiarism written down in big letters yep. um, on my, my piece of paper. Um, yeah, don't don't not listen to your inspiration because you're scared of copying. Because exactly. you won't copy, you will create something. The whole point is that you pull all different inspiration together and create something um something and you, sometimes and you, thing is you can create, always... is it? it's just being it's just inspiration to to appreciate things in a different way or to yeah but you can always create something and then explore and see if it has already been done before that's you know it's not the not the end of the and mm. you it might be that you're creating something and nobody else is ever going to see it it's just for you so it really doesn't matter you know where where where, where it's come from i think definitely, so definitely yeah. But yeah, so yeah, sorry to just hurl that in at the end, but no, I thought that was good, an important, important little point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm fascinated. I'm absolutely fascinated about how different and then similar are inspiration and ideas um, processes. It's quite fun are. to explore, actually, because it's really fun to mind explore, thinking, yeah. doesn't it? So yeah. yes. I want to know, right? When I think when you know, you know, there's lots of. Um, I'm trying to think where I saw one the other day. It was a it was a piss take poster. Um, I can't remember what it was, but there's lots of different things out there. So there's two types of people in the world, for for advertising purposes or whatever. I'm curious to think, see if there actually are two types of people in the world and we are the two. <laughs> so, so, so half the world is like, half of our listeners are, li- are like you and half of our listeners are like me. I would love to know if that's the case. I'm sure that's not the case. I think but, there's probably um, some a lot of different types of people from us as well. I think there's so. probably a lot of types of different types of people in the world. But I don't know. I just, I am curious. But yes, as ever, we would love to know if you um, resonate with any of this, if you think yeah. we're both talking utter bollocks and you've got a completely different view on it. We also want to hear that. And tell um, us where you get your inspiration from as yes, well. Yes, tell you know, us where what, you get your Maybe there's an area that we're missing that we could be digging into. So. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that probably, I mean, there's, sure, there's lots more we could talk about. That probably brings it to an okay close for I think so. episode one yeah. of Inspiration, and then we'll Absolutely. maybe do another one further down the line. Definitely. Depending on what you guys say to us, that's that's where yes. we'll, 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 we'll yeah. pull inspiration from what you tell us about inspiration. <laughs> Very good. On that note, we're definitely leaving. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there.